Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, so this episode, Tom and I decided to, one, I had to stay up after work, and he had to wake up early. So good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing, buddy? Are you tired? Are you ready to go? I'm good, sir. I mean, I, I was up a little late with uh, one, of, one of my boys. We were watching a, uh, we were watching a, one of the Star Wars flicks, Solo. Never seen it all the way through. Watched it through the first time. Good movie. Hmm. Well, I was at work. But anyway, we got uh, we're going to split these, you know, it's a four game series. We decided to split it up. We'll talk about games one and two this morning and then uh, Sunday night tomorrow. We'll cover the other two games. But so much amazing stuff happening, buddy, in these two games. But first, JV is back and he is back with the vengeance. The guy's amazing. (laughs) But the downside, the magic man was optioned. He's always the odd man out, but I'll tell you this: when they let him go, I I commented on their tweet that the last three games he pitched three and two thirds, two hits, one walk, five strikeouts, no runs. Have we seen the last of the Magic Man? Absolutely not. Every time Dusty talks about sending uh. Seth Martinez down. He says it's not what they want to do. He's always, it's just a numbers game. I was kind of interested to see if it would be him this time. I thought maybe David Hensley would go down instead and they would keep an extra bullpen arm. But I mean, with the way the starting rotation has been, you can understand probably wanting the extra bat, not needing the extra bullpen arm because it's been getting so much length just out of everybody. Ledmus Diaz is also back and they optioned JJ Matichevic. And something that I'm sad about, Taylor Jones, who's been on the podcast three times or so. He's one of the the nice baseball players that actually talked to me. He responds to my messages. He said he was sad. He said he was sad to leave the Astros, but he's excited about playing for the Giants. So I wish him well. I hope he gets some playing time. He just gets lost here. Uh, he was doing very well, but he had COVID. And then, that, you know, after that, I think he had to deal with a couple injuries, but hopefully he does well. That one guy, Lewis Brinson, that we released and they picked him up. That guy was like hitting dingers. I don't know how he's doing now, but he, he started out really good. So recently he struggled, so he's kind of regressed back to the mean. But I think the uh, the San Francisco Giants are definitely watching everything the Astros are doing because they are quick to scoop up anybody that hits the streets uh, that wasn't an Astros uniform. That's what happens when you got more than 40 good guys. I mean, you some somebody like Hensley and you move up Hunter Brown and Diaz or whoever, and then you gotta you gotta cut some guys loose and the Giants are there. The Giants are there waiting. Uh Pujols, Homer 698. We both said he was gonna get it. No way he doesn't get it. I, I think it would be something crazy. He would have to get hurt or or you know, something wild would have to happen. He's just in too much of a groove. It seems like, you know, 
he's finding opportunities to hit homers and, and he's taking advantage of it. So I definitely expect it'll be a nice grand scene when he does it. So looking forward to it. The homer in the heat last night, I saw the highlights and uh, it was going towards like the McGuire porch. There's something named after Mark McGuire. And I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, let's get to Thursday's game. Lance McCullers Jr. back out for another start. Uh, the scoring, bottom of the third, Jordan had an RBI single, brought in Chaz. But then the Oakland A's took the lead in the top of the fourth, 2-1 to one on a two-run single by Garcia. And then Christian uh, Vasquez gave the Astros a tie with an RBI double, brought in Mancini. And then bottom of the seventh, Aledmus Diaz, welcome back, two-run homer. Pena scores 4-2 to two Astros. And then Kyle Tucker. RBI single, brought in Jordan, 5-2. That's the final score. I was looking at the stats. That is 97 RBIs for Kyle Tucker. That's that's nuts. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. You could just see how, how the lineup kind of sets up for him to be just this huge run producer. You've got all these guys that can get on base out in front of him. And uh, I'm glad he's just taking advantage of it. I think he's adding, uh, me and Susie talked about it, I think he's just adding zeros to that future paycheck that he's working on. He's never, he's not going to be cheap, but he's definitely worth it. He's up to 27 homers and 22 stolen bases. I mean, the only other guy in an Astros uniform to even do a 30 for 30, uh, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, is Jeff Bagwell. He did it twice. So that's that's rare company for him to be approaching. The Astros don't even talk about extending him or anything you don't really hear anything except from the fans and people like you and me like extend this guy i'm gonna be i mean we lost correa we lost springer and i kind of knew that that was going to happen because they weren't going to pay this guy what he wants but who knows what tucker wants nobody knows if he wants 40 million a year nobody knows but hopefully they get him because he's really a fan favorite and I'd hate to see him go, and I know my wife would. That's her favorite player. <laughs> but Lance McCullers was awesome, buddy. Six innings, two hits, and two runs, four walks. And the most impressive stat, 11 strikeouts. This guy was on fire. <clears throat> yeah, they talked to him post game, and he said, you know, young Lance would have been really happy with six innings and 11 punchies. He said old Lance was really upset with the walks. He really wants to cut that down. But he feels like he gets better and better with each start he gets. So with a couple more starts, I would imagine before the postseason, I think uh, he's really got enough time to really get himself fine tuned to be ready to go. I just know that he definitely looks like somebody that is now your number three guy. You know, I mean, with the way Framber's pitching, with the way JV's pitching, it's really hard to move those guys. But that third spot, you know, was definitely open to discussion. And I think Lance is making a case to just no, nope, this is me. Oh and yeah, as far definitely. As and as far as the Tucker thing, I know in the middle of the season, right before they extended Jordan, they were trying to work something out with Kyle Tucker. I wish I knew exactly what those numbers were. Obviously, James Click did a really good job of not disclosing anything. I feel like he's it's hard to it's hard to make the argument that he should make more than Jordan, but I feel like that's what he's looking for. So hopefully they can come to a, a compromise somewhere. He's got a few more years of arbitration. So it's not something that has to happen like this offseason. So there is time. I just hope he's not too expensive. 
So the Magic Man in his last appearance, one inning and two strikeouts, he picks up the win, and then they get rid of him the next day. <laughs> Smith, Neris, and Montero, no runs. Montero picks up save. Number 13, Yordan, two for four with an RBI. Diaz had a two-run homer, and Tucker, three for four. That is player of the series worthy, but <laughs> not after what happened Friday. We don't, we're not even doing the award, but, I mean, wow, Yordan. What can you say about him <laughs> last night, buddy? Wow. He was awesome. All right, so let's get to the scoring. It was JV day. And we'll get into that later. He only threw five innings, but his pitch count was a little high. But, man, <clears throat> what a night by Alvarez. Bottom of the first solo home run. Homer number 34. Bottom of the third home run. Number 35. And then Pena had a home run. And while the crowd is still going wild for Pena's home run, Jordan hits another one. Home run number 36. Astros up 4-0. to zero. Maldonado RBI single brought in Yuli five to zero, and that was a final score. JV five innings, no hits, no runs. That's the second time this season he's left a game early with no hits, with a no hitter going, but his pitch count was kind of high. Yeah, he was on a pitch count, so it was he was never going to get to ninety pitches. He was never going to get to hundred pitches. I think he finished tonight with seventy nine pitches, which was something you know just you know, ease his way back in. I mean, obviously the wind was pretty solidified after, you know, the offense did what it did. So they're, they're, they're trying to be really careful with him and it's so smart. I, I, I think that's the exact approach they need to have. That's one of those things. Like we're worried about October, uh, a, a September game against Oakland is not what we, yeah. what we're, you know, you don't risk JV hurting himself just for, I mean, I wouldn't even be mad if they took him out and then they ended up losing. Because we're in the playoffs. I mean, we did clinch it yesterday, and I, I wrote that down. But, I mean, we we're going to clinch it anyway. There's no way we weren't going to be in the playoffs. And to get to that World Series and win it, we're going to need JV. So, take them out. Do what you got to do. <clears throat> Mayton had two scoreless innings. Stanek, no runs. And Abreu gave up a hit and had two strikeouts. Jordan Alvarez, four for four. I, I, it makes me feel like I wrote that down wrong. Four <laughs> for four with three home runs. The Astros had five runs on eight hits, and Jordan had four of them. One for five with runner scoring position, left seven on base. And Jordan, this is what I want to bring up about Jordan, because we already talked about JV getting pulled early. We're both good with it. We both think it's the smart thing to do. But Jordan is the 15th Astro to hit three home runs in a game. And this is the second time he's done it. Can you tell me one of the other two guys that have done it? Only two can, other Astros have done it. Glenn Davis and Bagwell. I cannot, but I was going to guess Jeff Bagwell. Oh, of, yeah. of all the guys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who else are you going to guess? So he's the 15th player. I guess it's the – I don't know if it's the 15th time or he's the 15th player, but it says 15th player. All right, so – Great game for Alvarez. Great game for JV. So looking at these two games, we win. We don't score a ton of runs, but the the thing that sticks out, and we just talked about Lance McCullers being number three, this pitching staff and even the bullpen, we're ready to go. We are October ready. 
I totally agree. It's going to be really, really interesting to see like what happens when they go from, you know, six pitchers down to four, uh, how Dusty manages that. Cause I think that's going to be so critical, so important. And I think it's going to, it's going to open him up to, you know, a lot of criticism. It's going to be one of those things where he has to push all the right buttons or everybody's going to say, well, you should have pitched Arcady or you should have pitched, you know, Garcia or you should have pitched CJ. So uh, it's, Who's it's number problem. four to you. I say Arcady. I mean, it's weird. Like, I don't think there's a wrong answer for me. Selfishly. I think it's Jose Arcady. I'm a big fan, you know, as a fellow Mexican, um <laughs> i don't know why that's funny it makes me laugh every time <laughs> um, it, it'd well, be like me going and i'm rooting for kyle tucker to be an all-star because we're both white yeah that's how well, it sounds I mean, that's why i laugh I, I think it's funny because they're, they're it's it's weird like you don't see it a lot you know there's not a ton of of amazing mexican talent running around on the astros uh, the other the other thing about arcady is he's very successful in the playoffs so you can't forget that the guys, but and he pitches Saturday. So see if he can continue the trend. But anyway, the standings: the Astros are now ninety-five and fifty. They have a fifteen-game lead over Seattle now. Thirty-one games ahead of Texas, thirty-two and a half ahead of a team that has Otani and Trout. And now, do you know how many games they are beating Oakland by? This is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Exactly. It's a lot. 43. And I, it feels like I wrote that wrong too. 43 games. The magic number to win the division, five. So we could be, we could clinch a division pretty soon. Not this weekend, but pretty soon. So Saturday's Arkady, Sunday's Framber, and he doesn't have to request the blue jerseys because they're, they wear them on Sunday anyway. Worked out perfectly. And the Yankees are 87 and 57. So, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, put a bow on it. I think I think we're, we've, we're going to wrap up the number one seed. And with that being said, this is the next thing I want to talk about. You go to the playoffs, the Astros will face Seattle or Toronto. Which one of those two got, two teams would you want to face? It's interesting because I think that that's not set in stone. I feel like those three teams kind of bounce around a lot. Uh, so personally, I it's feel not like set in stone, but pick one of those two. I feel like Seattle is the team I'd want to face. A lot of familiarity. You know, I, I you look at their lineup offensively. I don't feel like you you fear them a lot. Uh, Toronto for me, man. I just they got that guy in center field. Maybe you heard of him. George George something or other, and uh, he's got the one that I have three jerseys of, and you have a couple. (laughs) He's got some postseason experience. (laughs) He's uh, he's had some magical moments in the postseason. That's a scary team. I mean, they've also got a pretty decent rotation. I just feel like if you want to get into a long series, that's not the team for it. Seattle picked up a pitcher. Who picked up that good pitcher from the Reds? It was Seattle, right? Right, right, right. So I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather face. I mean, if all of our guys are vaccinated, I'm okay with going against Toronto. I don't know, man. Seattle's – I keep hearing people talk about – I I, I think I'm – we follow each other. The guy that does play-by-play for the 
the Mariners and somebody was interviewing him and he's like, Oh, we're hot at the right moment. We're, and it's like, but we're beating you by more games than we were last episode. So I don't know. I, I mean, I would, I guess I would agree with you. You know, we play Seattle 19 times a year. So we kind of got a game plan against them guys, Toronto, they could score 20 runs or you could shut them out. You never know what's going to happen, but I think Toronto would be funner. Than, than seeing us play the same stupid team over and over that we've already played 19 <clears throat> times. But let's say this, if you, you know, had people said, well, you might want to be the number two seed. Would you rather play the winner of Seattle and Toronto or would you rather play Tampa Bay and Cleveland? One of those two guys. So I worry about Tampa. Ta- Tampa's the one team with probably the next best rotation in my mind in the American League and I feel like pitching is king. So runs are at a premium. You need pitchers that can go deep into games. And Seattle kind of sets up. They've got Shane McClanahan, who's a Cy Young candidate. They've got Corey Kluber, who's been a Cy Young candidate. You know, they've got a lot of pitching that I think would serve them better, you know, long-term in the postseason than, say, Cleveland, who I feel like, you know, Shane Bieber – and obviously their closer is electric. Uh, his name's Class A. But, you know, you really don't fear their lineup other than J-Ram, uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, all-star third baseman. And then then, then it's about the, the next, I guess, the next team. And then it's more, more geared towards offense with those other two clubs than it is pitching. I think the other good thing about us facing Seattle or Toronto, if it does end up like this, is that Tampa Bay – if they take on Cleveland, then they can take on the Yankees and knock them out. But we'll, we'll, see, we'll be playing the Rays soon. We got them coming up. Did you see the uh, the post by one of the John Boy podcasts? Or it's it's circling Twitter where there's one of their guys that absolutely wants the Astros. They want to. They feel like this would be like their way of making 2017 right. Uh, did you see that at all? No, but I, but, but when I see the, the post, like the Astros clinched, you know, six years in a row, I'm like, I guarantee you the first comment is cheaters. And it was, and I just laughed, but anyway, um, what else do you have? We, we, we can't do players of the series. So I added the playoff talk. And so you ready to do fair or foul? One thing I wanted to bring up that I think is just crazy to me, because if you thought about it and you think about the roster and, and and stuff like that, we talked about the angels and where they are, you know, this is the seventh straight losing season for the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. Like that's insane to me just to say it because they have arguably, I mean, cause he's one MVP. I don't know how many times one of the best players to ever play the game and Mike Trout, and they don't even win, like they don't even have winning seasons. Not not just playoffs, winning seasons. <laughs> I did have one thing to add, and I keep forget. This is like the third show, but I finally remembered. But I saw the trumpets. <laughs> have I told you that I saw it yet? No. And but the only time I saw it was when the guy was doing it live, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't know what it would be like over just over the loudspeaker, but. It was amazing, but I wanted to share one thing at the end, but whatever you brought up made me want to say it now. And I wrote this down kind of like thinking about 
how people don't really steal bases and Kyle Tucker's, you know, we want him to be a 30-30 guy. Ricky Henderson stole more bases by himself in 1982 than everyone in Major League Baseball did last season. That guy was such a weapon. How is that possible? <clears throat> I don't know. I know back back then, you know, base stealing was like something that was premium. Like you were hunting guys that could go steal bags. So and and nobody was better at it than Ricky Henderson back in the day. I mean, they named their ballpark after him for a reason. Yeah, nobody does it now. It's a lost art. You know, whenever they they post what record's going to be broken in this, it's. It, I mean, there's a lot of records that aren't going to be broken, but no one's ever going to steal that many bases. These, you know, Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, these guys stole a ton of bases. We won't see that again. But anyway, now are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> so we're going to do five fair fouls. Tom's final thoughts. And then I guess I'm going to, I'll just go ahead and do it now. We have the YouTube channel. We have 47 subscribers. So thank you for subscribing if you're watching. And we need 100. So we need 53 more. And I did it today because I told my friends about it. You search this podcast, you can't find it. So that's why we need 100. The link is in my bio on Twitter. So, I mean, if you, I don't know, maybe if you type my name, it's hard to find, but get on there and, and help us out. Help us get the name, uh, custom name, so we can be found easier. And then I think we'll take <clears throat> off. All right. Fair or foul? Are you ready? But anyway, this is, you know what I'm doing today? This is a special Saturday episode. Ad free. Ad free. All right. Ad free. Ad free. Everybody that's listening already knows this, but Tom doesn't know. Well, Tom is the worst with ads like me and ads just don't get along so ad free is is the way for me well at least you didn't put 40 of them like you did good <laughs> you did good tom tom that was tom's first time to use this new red circle thing we have the, i love the last one we had it's way better than red circle but anyway here we go fair foul saturday night live because today's saturday it's so weird like I don't even know the last time I can tell you that I actually watched Saturday Night Live. But every time you see a skit somewhere, whether it be on social media or YouTube, they're always great. So so Saturday Night Live is fair. I just can't tell you that I watch it, though. You're probably watching baseball. That's probably true. But if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'll watch it. I'll say fair. It's It's not as good as it was in its heyday, but it's still... It's still pretty funny. All right, number two. I, this is why I'm going to bring this up because I really, truly, with all my heart, believe that Framber Valdez, with the 24 quality starts in a row, based on the history of people that had so and so quality starts in a row, all won the Cy Young. And I think it was 22, and he's already at 24. And I'm like, this guy has a legitimate chance. But JV wrapped up the Cy Young Friday, Friday night with that five hitless innings. I really think it's going to depend on like how many more starts he has, what his final record is. Like right now, obviously he has the most wins. He's 17 and three. I don't think anybody can really touch that. 
Um, he's seventeen and three, one point seven eight ERA. He's he's number one in ERA, I believe. He's number one in WHIP, and uh, those numbers are going to be tough. Like I I I agree, Framber is so deserving, so worthy. And there's some other guys with some crazy numbers too. Dylan Cease is having a, a crazy season. Uh, Shane McClanahan that I talked about with Tampa, a crazy season. I just can't see anybody touching Justin Verlander. No. I mean, what I'm trying to say is Framber deserves it. And he's right there nipping at JV's heels, but then he does this. I think he's, I think he's got it wrapped up as long as he doesn't get hurt again, but. I don't think anyone can take it from him because you have, like you said, all the low the low ERA, strikeouts, all the stuff he's leading in or in the top end, and he's 39 years old, recovering from Tommy John. Yeah, he's going to get it. But I think it was a great performance. All right, number three, because I looked this up. I always look at the stats sometimes to, tr- to find fair fouls, if you haven't noticed. And because Jordan has scored more runs than Jose Altuve. Did you know that? I did not, but I can see it. So fair foul, the leadoff hitter should lead the team in runs. I think that's foul. It's so tough. (laughs) He's the leadoff hitter. I understand that, but I'm just saying like you, you look at, you look at the team and how it's kind of comprised. And I mean, I, I, it's tough. Like I, I see it. I see it. But then by that logic, you put Jordan and, and Tucker at the top of the lineup. And I think they're perfect where they are. Yeah. So I'm I don't just know. saying the leadoff guy gets on base. He should hit over 300. He should be your best hitter. Maybe not your best power hitter, but the guy that gets on and that's why he bats first. And then the, the big dudes are behind him to knock him in. He should lead the, the team and runs. I say fair. And you say I fair. Mean, I mean, it should be fair, but I but I just wouldn't I wouldn't make my lineups to do that, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't say, oh wait, Jordan's scoring more runs. I need to bat him lead off. I would never do that. No, no, no. That's that's not what I mean. Okay. I'm just saying I looked at the at the stats and I'm like, what? I w- I would have bet money out too they was leading the team and runs because the leadoff hitter. Maybe I'm just weird. <laughs> Number four, this is something the guys were talking about at work for like two days, and they were asking me about it. And I'm like, I don't know. They are these little young kids at work, they want to smoke cigars. And my boss smoked cigars and he gave one of the other guys a humidor. And I saw him walk by and I go ask that guy. So fair or foul smoking cigars. I actually would say it's fair. I'm not a smoker of anything, cigarettes <laughs> or anything like that. Except um, brisket. Uh, I don't even do that. Uh, I don't know, either. I, it's too much I, work. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I Exactly right. And and I think I'd fail at that. Like, that's an art. I, I would never take anything away from the guys that can do that. But if I was, I would definitely smoke cigars. When I was in the military, when we deployed, you know, that was something that we did at the end of the deployment. And then you could get the really nice, fancy cigars over there. You get Cohibas, you know, readily available. So I did it, and it wasn't terrible. I'm a whiskey drinker, so I could see, you know. They go good uh, together. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I've not yet been to that point. 
but I've definitely had a couple cigars and I was like, I could get used to it. So maybe one day when I'm a little older, you know, maybe that'll be my thing. But I would say I didn't know you're a whiskey drinker because oh, I'm yeah. trying to get old humble distillery to I saw I, that. I'm I'm I, rooting for you. I told him, Hey, sponsor us. You can pay us in whiskey. We don't need money. We'll I drink whiskey. Drink all of it. Yeah. You have absolutely. t-shirts. We'll wear the t-shirts on the podcast. We'll drink your whiskey, whatever you whatever you want to. Give, give me the give me the old uh, give me the the glass. I'll hold it properly. A dugout mug, whatever. Yep. yep. I, we we'd we'd rather have stuff. But anyway, I say I say fair. I don't smoke cigars, but let's say you got married, and I went to your wedding, and we. I don't know if it was like maybe a bachelor party thing. I don't know. To but smoke it, cigars? But I mean, you can do it whenever, really. But I mean, if it's a, it's like, hey, we're all going to smoke cigars. Yeah, but am I going to go after the podcast, go sit on the couch and smoke a cigar? Do I have any <laughs> desire to do that? No, but I do love whiskey. But I'm a wimp. I put a, I mix mine with Coke. I don't like it straight up. <laughs> all right, number five. This is also, I like how we, we have conversations with people at work because it gives us good questions. Somebody asked me, hey, if you won $2 million, would you quit your job? Would you quit working? I love this question. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, okay, you have to do the math. Two, two million. If you make 100000 a year, how many years will that last you? 20? The answer is yes. I would, <laughs> I would quit. There's, if I was... Because it depends. If you have a good job and a good paying job with insurance and you're 27, do you quit? I don't know. I would. Who wouldn't quit if you had $2 million? So we talked about it at work. This this is one of these questions I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things because, you know, sometimes the lottery will get crazy. I play DraftKings a lot. Every Sunday they have a Millie Maker during football season. Every Sunday somebody wins a million dollars in DraftKings. So like the, the million dollar mark is normally the 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 bar, right? Two million is even better, but it's weird. Like when you talk to some people and how they're like, Oh no, I couldn't. There's this one coworker that I have. She's an older lady and by all means, she couldn't spend it, but she still wouldn't quit. She was like, Nope, I'd work. I'd, I wouldn't know what to do with my free time. And I'm over there mind blown. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm finding something tickets to, to the Astros and go every day and live across the street. I go to every ballpark. I, I'd make trips to go see every ballpark. I, you could find stuff to do. She's like, nope. You know, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be afraid that, you know, I would need something or whatever. And I would just work. And I'm like, mm. when I oh, wake yeah. up to go to work at 430 in the morning, I don't want to go in. I hate it. Imagine waking up at 430 in the morning to go to work and you have $2 million in the bank. You're not going to go. Mm -mm. You're going to go in. There was a comedian that said this. It said, he said, if I won the lottery, I would, I would go to, you know, they were talking about the same thing. Would you quit? And he goes, no, I wouldn't quit. And he goes, I'd show up late. And my boss would be like, Hey, you're late for work. And, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to leave early too. Cause you wouldn't <laughs> care. Nope. The first time there was an argument, the first time there was a dispute out of there. Gotta go. What's your minimum dollar amount that you would quit it has to I be think, a million right i think it'd be a million and and i and we did the math too we were talking about because you know you you could sit that in the in the bank and 
pay off all your debt, buy a house or whatever, and then live off the interest, right? So that interest- Plus you won't have any bills. Exactly. Because everything you own will be paid off. Exactly. A million will go fast, I I believe, because you're going to blow it. <laughs> I really yeah. do. Yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to set some some con, you know some constraints. Okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But... Just think if you kept your job and you kept working and you had two million dollars just to do whatever you wanted. I, there's then no way. You... I, what do you? What would you do for insurance? I don't know. Just pay and, your bills. Like yeah. that'll be twenty thousand bucks. Yeah, I don't care. Did you well, know if you're like super rich, you don't have to have car insurance? I did not. <laughs> yeah. Look that up. It's pretty interesting. Wow. I just know that, like, I would have a hard time not going to do stuff. You know, like, like the postseason's coming up. A day game for the postseason. I, I understand. You couldn't tell me, like, I'm not going. Like, normally you like, <laughs> I have right. $2 million in the bank. Do you think I'm going to go to work or I'm going to go to the World Series? <laughs> like, come on. Well. Do you know when I went to the World Series, I met the, I, I ran into the Marlins man. The guy that always sits behind the. I don't know why the guy does that. I didn't know that, but that sounds like an awesome story. Yeah, I ran into him. Pretty cool. And I did go to the World Series, if you didn't know that. And uh, I went to the only game we lost at home. Oof. Tough. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll even divulge even more. When we left. Okay, so the game before that, that's when I wanted to go because I was off on Friday. And I want to say that the game I went to was on a Saturday. And in the morning, the tickets were 800 to sit up at the top. And by noon, I was changing my oil. And by noon, the tickets were 400. And I was like, we need to go today. <laughs> but we went the next day, woke up, they were 800. I'm just going to drive over there. When I get there, there'll be 400. Nope, they were 800. Ah. So I had to choose, all right, well, screw it. Just won't go on vacation. <laughs> but see, that's the thing too. Like you just made mention of, you worked, you did it around work. Like it sounded like you did it around work. Like, yeah. all right, Thursday or Friday, I'm off. So then I'll go. If if I had that money in the bank, I'm not waiting. I would have went Thursday. I would have went whenever, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. You got any final thoughts? Um, they, I mean, yes, no. I mean, I always, I always try to have something. Uh, the Astros in a really great spot. I believe the Mariners lost last night. So, you know, that, that, that magic number is getting smaller. The Yankees fell apart. They lost last night. Uh, the Brewers came back and got them. So they're getting closer and closer to, to closing that down too. I think it's hilarious to hear, you know, some of the Yankee people on Twitter and social media talk about how, Oh, we wanted the number two seed. This sets up easier. We're going to get the Astros anyway. And I'm just like, mm. you were singing a different tune before the all-star break. So I think it's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you and I were saying, because they were so good. We we're I was, I was, I'm okay with being number two. I'm fine with it. But who doesn't want to be number one? Absolutely. Who doesn't want home field advantage in the ALCS? So I feel like those those things are happening really rapid. Uh, the hundred win mark is coming up. They're 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 closing on that. I, I think the what what's the magic number now? I think it's like six and twelve. They have to go, which sounds absurd. Like you can't see the Astros going six and twelve ever. 
much less to close out the season. Uh, another quick fact uh, that I saw, they have the best record over the last 30 games. They are tied for the best record over the last 15 games. They've just been on a roll. So it's a fun time to be an Astros fan. They're taking advantage of that easy schedule, and usually they don't. Usually they play down to their competition. But I just saw one more thing that I wrote down, and this will be my – it's not my final thought. It's a stolen final thought. <laughs> but this is about JV also. He's the oldest pitcher in the last 100 years to have 25 strikeouts and zero runs in a three-game span. Wow. In 100 you know, years. He's the oldest guy in 100 years. You know something I thought about while watching the game last night? That it's probably not true, but, I mean, just interesting. I wonder how good Hunter Brown has been for him, you know? I wonder if he came out last night with, let me go show this kid how it's done. You know? <laughs> I wonder because – Emulate this, kid. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot has been made. They even asked him, and he was kind of really, you know – cordial about it uh, i don't really i mean i see similarities but i know he's got to see what we see you, you you know what i mean he's got to want to prove that he's still that guy so i i think hunter brown's just been great for him and uh gonna be good for us as astros fans oh yeah it's a great year to it's a it's a great what's it i mean if they're if they keep this up for four more years it's gonna be like a great decade <clears throat> i don't see him going they just keep reloading. It doesn't matter who we lose. We could lose JV. Hunter Brown comes in. We'll still have Framber. We'll still have Lance McCullers. We won't have JV, but we'll still be good. So I don't I don't think it matters who we lose. We'll reload. But anyway, that's it, folks. That's all we have for today. We'll see you again on Sunday. If you have time, go on YouTube and search for us. Type my name or Tom's name or whatever you got to do. But we're on there somewhere. And subscribe. And that's it. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.